Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. All right, guys, today's cocktail is called the Daddy Snatcher. The ingredients you need are Casamigos Reposado, my favorite, mango lemonade, some ginger ale, and a little bit of ice. So you're going to take all of those ingredients, however much you want. I like to do it with three shots of the Casamigos, a little splash of the mango, and a little splash of the ginger ale, and a bunch of ice. You're going to shake it up and then strain it into a cocktail glass. And that, my friend, is the daddy snatcher. That's what you drink on the weekends. <laughs> you know I'm trying to snatch these daddies. <laughs> oh, my God. Welcome back to Cocktails Dirty Discussions, you guys. As you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, which I hope you are, but if you're not, we have Derek Jackson with us today. So um, we're going to get to know him a little bit and then play our game. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So welcome to the show, Derek. quarantine vibes and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? My sister loves you. <laughs> okay so what exactly oh, is it wow. that you do besides that. post these videos on instagram uh because that's how i found out about you seeing all of the videos man, i try to promote healthy relationships tell us what to do or that or that <laughs> fix your crown, fix but crown. more so like just promoting healthy relationships yeah. uh i'm like the antithesis to toxicity i think for so long we promoted that you got a lot of celebrities that do what they okay. do and you got the minds of people being influenced by what's cool nobody's really like a voice of reason or hasn't been of course we had respectability politics for so long like women talk a certain way, dress a certain way in order to be palatable for today's man. And I think we need to come from a place of more so self-love. Before it got cliche, I was on that type of shit. So yeah, I have a lot of stuff, videos, books, card games, and all of that to kind of help. But that's my whole MO. What is the card game? Mentally stimulate me card game? Like what? what is okay, so with a lot of questions, like what I noticed uh-huh. was whenever I was just talking my talk about healthy relationships and anti-fuckboyisms and all of that type of stuff, I noticed a lot of people getting into the comments and they would ask their boo how they felt about this or that. And I'm like, man, these are a lot of conversations people need to have in the beginning, like before you get invested, before you have babies by them and move in with them, et cetera, et cetera. But it's difficult to have a lot of those conversations. So I created a card game with like over 100 different hypothetical scenarios and ways to just basically put two people's mindset on the table up front, but without feeling like it's an interrogation. So the Mentally Stimulate Me card game is a question card game for couples of people that are interested in being a couple. Mm. Yeah, it's just like relationship topics. People play girls' night, families, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love a good game. So I saw that and I was like, what kind of game is this? I might need to order. You know, I mean, I would love to go on a first date and just pull the card out and be like, well, nigga, <laughs> I got some questions. Exactly. Do you want to play a game? Oh, like, yeah, I got a little card game in my purse. Exactly. So like, what would you do in this so like, situation? One of the questions is, <laughs> what do you think dope. is the proper safe distance to an ex or former flame while in a new relationship? Like, basically, how close can you be with somebody you used to fuck with, right? And the, que- mm-hmm. and the answer to the question is, is like, A, um, a best one. buddies, B, acquaintances only, C, business partners, or D, block on everything, absolutely nothing. That would be a, that's a question. Some people feel like, well, my best friend is my ex. My, you know, that kind of shit. And you got to be like, whoa, whoa, skirt, skirt. <laughs> and if you are that, sometimes, hell, y'all might be on that mm-hmm. shit. I don't know. 
<laughs> she wants people. <laughs> well, I'm curious to know what do you think about that? Do you think yeah, you're your girl, or you can still be friends I'm cool with, with an that ex? On both ends, I'm cool with her being, you know, what I'm saying her ex. You got to get money together. I'm just all about <laughs> transparency. So I would say business partners at most. No mm-hmm. is like what you got to be high and buying and seeing if somebody's still alive. Y'all mm-hmm. ain't got no kids together. What the fuck that matter if they alive? That's how I feel. Some people call it insecurity. <laughs> okay, yeah, so why do you have to be acquaintances? I actually agree with that. Okay, so before we talk to you too much more, um, let's go ahead. We'll play a game and then we'll do weird sex. So we literally made this game up just for you because I was so excited to have you on. My sister loves you. I think you talk so much, but I love it. So this <laughs> game is called What okay. Should She Do, Derek? So we have some questions that are some scenarios that maybe they're personal, maybe not. And you'll just tell them what you think the woman should do in this situation. You want me to go first, Key? I'll go. Okay. Okay. She went on a first date with him. They had one too many drinks, went back to his place and ended up fucking. She went home. She hasn't heard from him in a week, but her feelings are hurt and she wants to know what happened. First off, I'm all about understanding where you went wrong. (laughs) So you're not running into the same thing, stepping in shit twice to be reminded that it still stinks. Like first off, your expectations too high. Talking about you had a drink and you went to somebody's house. You don't even know them like that. First off, understand. That's what you should do. Understand where the fuck you went wrong. Now what you should do is take your L on the chin and keep it moving. He didn't promise you shit. You didn't promise him shit. Y'all had a mutually beneficial engagement. It is what it is. Any other expectations is on your ass. Hopefully. That's just it. And that's just it. You talk too much. I kept that one concise. How you like it? (laughs) No, I love it. Okay, here's the second one. Her husband is in a hot young ting's DMs on IG. The wife goes through his phone and sees he's been flirting with not just one, but five different women. What should she do? First off, what would you do with a single husband? Your single husband. Throw him away. That's, I mean, it's, it's not much more to say other than that. He made a commitment. He's not upholding that commitment. He's got you looking like a fucking fool. He's embarrassing the shit out of you. He's showing people that there's no value to his word. There's nothing else to talk about now. And it's easier for me to say than it is for the next person to do. But we're not talking about what's easy. We're talking about what's necessary. Again, we all about healthy relationships. There's no way that that relationship is healthy or that she's in a healthy place knowing what she knows still in the you know, vicinity of that man. She's got to get out of it at some point. So with that being a marriage, Mm -hmm. though, I'm just curious, and I ask married people this all the time, what happens to the vows for better and worse? That might just be a worse moment for him. So, of course, whenever you leave a marriage, it is different (laughs) than leaving a man. Don't get me (laughs) wrong. So I'm giving you the quick answer. Of course, when you're talking about anything, you got to start peeling back layers. So if I knew this woman, I would say, hey, what conversations have you already had? What is, is he saying is the reason? What have you mm-hmm. done? Is this like, you know, this the tone of y'all relationship and y'all still got a lot of growing to do? But at the basis, at the core of it is, you got to leave that situation. Mm-hmm. If you can leave that situation while remaining in the marriage, cool, I'm all for it. If you feel like it's worth it. But the number one priority should be leave the situation. The situation being mm-hmm. having a single husband. A single yeah. husband. Who wants that? All right, last one. Her boyfriend wants to take her on a vacation. The weekend he chose doesn't work for her. So he what takes another fuck? woman. What should she do? <laughs> okay, some of these are real. I can believe it. I can believe these it. These are real situations. Um, it sounds like her boyfriend still has her competing with other women for the place in her life that he already committed to giving her 
without having to further compete with any other woman. So with that being said, now she has a single boyfriend. Like this, like so many guys get hooked on having their needs met by six or seven different women. They get <laughs> basically addicted to the rotation. And, and whenever you are single and you come into a relationship, you're supposed to say, you know what, fuck the rotation. I want a foundation. I want one woman. You know, and a foundation is not always going to be available, uh, always be present. She's one woman, you know, again, the same thing goes vice versa, but she's not always going to be in a good mood. Sometimes she's not going to be available for sex. Maybe she don't feel it. Maybe she's hurt by something you did. Or maybe she on that red dot. But guys who are addicted to the rotation don't understand that. So they try to operate mm. in a relationship the same way they did in their singleness. And of course, it makes this woman feel less than, less, you know, less than valued, less than appreciated. So same thing goes. If she hasn't already had a conversation, honestly, I think when it comes to boyfriend and girlfriend, we throw thick and thin out the fucking window. Like I'm, I'm over that shit. So I think definitely cut him mm-hmm. off, like off top. Let them go on a vacation and you go on yours, but don't let your vacation end. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> I can't believe you even put that in here. But okay. Yeah, it happened. It happened to me. I just wanted to know what you thought about it. I was, but it's so crazy because it's you so should have put that in the advice segment. It's so easy for people to be like, just say bye. Sometimes it's really no hard to no just doubt. say not, bye not, when you really easy. care I'm, about I'm just going to give it to you real. I mean, like, hard. it's not easy to get your ass in shape, is it? It's not easy to go to the gym every fucking day mm-hmm. and not eat cheesecake and fries. It's not easy. But that's the proven formula. You get what I'm saying? So the proven formula Mm -hmm. to be, yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. But to be broken down day by day, to have your self-esteem compromised, to look at yourself Mm -hmm. different in the mirror and start wondering what are you missing that these other girls have? The proven formula is to stay in an Mm -hmm. unfaithful relationship for any reason. The proven formula for being healthy is to get away from toxicity. Cut it out your life, Mm -hmm. cut it out your relationship. And yes, it's hard as fuck. It, it hurts. If you were invested, no matter how toxic it was, a piece of you is still going to wish it could have worked out. But again, we practice an emotional responsibility because when it comes to matters of the heart, mm-hmm. it's like Russian roulette. Like we're not playing no games no more. You might not ever be able to love another person again for the rest of your life based on how long you stay and let somebody else overstay their welcome in your life. You can't play with that. Um, this week's Weird Sex. You said a man is not a necessity. A man is a luxury. Like dessert. Yeah. Man, it's absolutely not necessity. Did you mean that to sound mean and bitter? Oh, not at all. I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. This woman in Nebraska is incredibly bored. Y'all, she is 66. Her name is Sylvia Driscoll. And she has decided that she is suing every gay person on earth and asking the judge to rule on whether homosexuality is a sin. She said she describes herself as an ambassador um, of God and his son, Jesus Christ. She, um, she wrote the petition. It's seven pages long. It's all in cursive. Like she's doing a lot right now. So part of what she said was, I never thought that I would see a day in which a great nation of our own great state of Nebraska will become so compliant to the complicity of some people's lewd behavior. Um, she also said that homosexuality is a sin and that they, the homosexuals, know it is a sin to live a life of homosexuality. Why else would they have been hiding in the closet? Sylvia, you have got to cut it out. Sylvia. This has nothing to do with you. What other people do with their lives. There's there's bigger issues going on. So anyway, I'm sure the judge will throw it out and they need to sue her, give her a fine for frivolous lawsuits. Okay, that's it for Weird Sex. Send me more stories if you have them. And now we're back to Dare Jackson. 
Derek Jackson. <laughs> Have you always talked about relationships? Okay. Like, what were you like in high school? Man, honestly, no, I haven't always talked about relationships. I guess you could say, I don't know if it's because I'm a cancer. They say we're emotional. I'm not really privy to all of that shit. Um, but the most powerful experience I ever had was having my heart broken. Like, you know, I've lost money. I've, you know, broken limbs. I've won championships. I've done a lot of cool shit. But you're talking about in high school, like, man, I fell in love with a girl and she told me she didn't love me back when I told her I loved her. And then when I got cheated on my senior year, that shit hurt. How'd you when find I got out to college, got I got broken. To... So what now? How'd you find out you got cheated on? Oh, man, I was in denial mm. uh, for quite some time. And then one day I called my girl. Oh, first off, the night before. And this is one of the worst situations of being as a man. You call your girl and you hear another dude in the background saying, man, hang up the fucking phone. Hang up, hang up oh. on that nigga. If you a man, you call your girl and you hear another, like that shit hurt your pride, your balls shrink up, all of that shit. And then she so that up. was the beginning. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, no, he came up and, and he came and hung the phone up for her. Cause first I heard, oh my God, stop playing. <laughs> you play too much. And then the phone hung up. That's so mean. I'm calling, calling, calling. I'm going straight to voicemail. <gasps> so I'm like, all right, whatever. Get up early the next morning. I couldn't sleep, right? It's 12th grade. I remember like it was yesterday, about five something in the morning. I call and she answers. I'm hearing like wind or something like she's in the car. So I'm like, hey, what happened last night? She was like, oh, my cousin playing, da 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 da. I was like, oh, word, okay. Why sound like you outside? It's five something in the morning. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, we're on the way back home now. So we, so she's like, yeah, me and my homegirls. So you and your homegirls went to your cousin's house. And y'all just now going back home? When you have to repeat that questions like that, right. you know somebody's lying. What? <laughs> yeah, it's your common sense trying to slap you. Long story short, another girl that was in the car, she told me on the bus that, yeah, old girl was getting down with like two or three cousins in the room, all that shit. I've been hearing stories, but I didn't accept that I was in love with a slory or what they call them back in <gasps> high school, but a girl that was still living her life. Ooh, Derek. Okay, so I'm also curious to know. Oh, what do y'all what do y'all call women that cheat? What do y'all call women that cheat? Because we call guys that cheat fuckboys. What do y'all call women that cheat? We call them cheaters. Slorier is what we called them in high school. Slorier? I thought it was. Oh, just cheaters. Oh, okay. where are you from? <laughs> Slorier. She is. She is the next level. She is. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> um, Alabama, Enterprise, Alabama, small town in Alabama. Nothing much going on there. Um, Do you still live in Alabama? Ooh, quiet. No, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, like 30, 40 minutes outside of Atlanta. It's like an Alpharetta. Oh, look at you in Atlanta. But you married, right? A <laughs> little, bit, little bit of a delay. Can you hear Married as fuck, yes, ma'am. I had to make sure before I shot my chest. Can y'all hear me okay? It's kind of a delay on the side. It's mm -hmm. a delay over here, too. Yeah, it's a delay, but we hear you. We can see you. Um. Okay, so the girl cheats on you in high school. This is like a really bad breakup for you, oh, okay. a heartbreak and everything. What did you do next? Did you immediately be like, fuck women? Or like, and did you go through a fuck boy phase or what? Oh, yeah, I had several fuckboy faces, I mean, to be honest with you. But that wasn't really the one. 
that was just like, I mean, I was sitting there playing music. I couldn't eat straight and all this stuff. So, of course, up until that time, I had been up and I have been down. You lose people in your life, whatever. Bad things happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing felt like heartbreak. Nothing felt like heartbreak. Now, of course, we all go to that guarded up phase. You know, you don't want to let anybody in. You're just doing what you're doing, especially as a young man where, you know, you're going <laughs> into college. It's also going into college. Um, young athlete, do your thing. Go out here, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I got with a girl that I actually love. This was this was like the one. Like, she's so fucking special from top to bottom. Definitely not even just looks. We best friends off top. Mm-hmm. It was a struggle to just to keep from making her mine. You know, some people like, some guys like have a hard time getting into a commitment. I, I had to like really hurt, like hold myself back from making her my woman. I prayed on the first night we got together, all of that shit. But something I realized is that, you know what? A relationship ain't something that just clicks mm-hmm. and you're ready mm-hmm. for. You got to be prepared for that. And up until that time, I had done no preparation. So, of course, yeah, like after that heartbreak, I was doing my thing, just another young 18, 19 year old. Um, but now I'm really trying in this relationship, this next one. She's not a slorier. She's a damn good woman. And it's, I'm still not right for her, even though I love the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. And that was when like everything changed about why I'm digging into relationships, how to have a healthy relationship, because intentions ain't going to protect nobody's heart. Preparation will, you know, execution, consistent action, but intentions. You know, a lot of dudes hurt the fuck out of you. Be like, I didn't mean to hurt you, or they just like, don't say was, anything. That was me. Yeah, that was me. So from that point, that was, a, or they don't say shit because they really don't care. But that was a turning point to where after that it was like, you know, I'm not going to be a man I can be proud of until I can be a man in a relationship as well. I can go out here, I'll fight any nigga, and I'll probably win. I got good money. I'm getting good money. All that good stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever else on that end. But when it comes to being in a relationship and having a family, I'm never going to achieve that goal unless I improve here. And improving here starts with transform transformation. It starts with getting more information. And along that journey, I start articulating myself. And that's where Derek Jackson was born. Hmm. I think that's such a responsible way of like dealing with someone's heart not just for a man but for people in general because women fuck up too and i think that a lot of the times people don't take that responsibility over someone's heart and it it's just um i don't know i think that's dope that you you did that because people be out here stomping and drop kicking feelings and it's not fair you oh. can be killed yeah. like oh yeah plenty of people do get killed as a matter Snapped. of fact but like i told you what's that this ain't nothing to play with you say what now i say yeah like we've seen snapped so you know, yeah. What the football players? Didn't the football players, a uh, girl, catch him cheating in the bed with like his brother and some chick, and she pulled a gun on both of them? Oh. Then took the mug shot with a grin, like nigga, yeah, I did. <laughs> I said, don't worry, I, really. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> we can shot really be crazy. So I'm curious to know, like, I was doing some, I was stalking you last night on the internet on your Instagram, and I read something online about you proposing to someone, and they said no. Yeah, that was actually my now wife. So I didn't propose. I didn't propose. I brought up the conversation of wanting to propose. Mm-hmm. Fresh off of going to uh, one of my friends at the time, going to his wedding. I was in his wedding. And of course, you know, that always brings up the vibes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this is after, because this is the same girl that in college I wasn't ready for. So we took a break or whatever, and we came back together. And at this time, man, I'm like, I want to get married. And I went to my boy's wedding. I'm in his wedding. I'm feeling the vibes. So I got home and I'm like, I don't want to get rejected though. Mm-hmm. So I bring it up like, you know, I'm kind of ready to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm in a good place. We're in a good place and blah, 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 blah. And she was like, I'm not. So I was like, Oh, 
okay. So like, so you're saying like, if I propose, you would say no. She was like, yeah, I would definitely say no. I was like, what, what, what am I doing? But long story, like it just wasn't, she still wasn't ready. She mm-hmm. still needed to see more. And I totally understand. But yeah, that's how that went. The first time wanting, wanting and expressing that I wanted to be married to her. She was like, I'm, I'm not there yet. We were having this debate, well, this conversation yesterday, me and some friends. Do you feel like had you proposed to her and she said no, is that the end of the relationship? Um, only if I was operating out of my ego, it's kind of hard to say how I would have taken it mm-hmm. then. Um, that was like shit, 20, maybe 13, 2013, something like that. So it's kind of hard to say okay. if I would have been so demoralized. I don't think the relationship would have, would have been done, but I think it would have taken a while for me to get back to that point. Cause that's a lot of humiliation. Like if I got on one knee, I you know got a mama down, my mama over there, photographers, videographers, and shit, and then she really like, nah, I'm cool, bruh. Like that's kind of tough to get back to that point. So we may have went back into it like a relationship, but I definitely would have been like kind of triggered when it came to proposing again. Ooh. That's a rough one. I personally don't think you have to break up. She's like, damn, I'm just not ready. Yeah, the girls were all saying, you don't have to break up. And the guys were like, no, if I propose and I'm thinking we're on this the same page and we're not, like, this is how do you come back from that? Well, that's. I was that's like, y'all have fair. also not been um, in a relationship and at a level where you wanted to get married. So maybe you wouldn't actually right. feel that way if it happened. But who knows? Yeah. They might have. They're not the best guys out there. <laughs> That, that, that's not fair to the woman to not give her the opportunity to say no you know what i mean like you really weren't ready for marriage anyway mm-hmm. if you ask a woman to marry you and she cannot say no like there can't be more work that needs to be done on her end on a personal level or that she feels like should be done between the two of y'all mm-hmm. so again i definitely wouldn't leave her like it's not going to make or break my love for her or desire for her but on a personal level i'm pretty sure i'll be like man i'm, I'm scared of that humiliation again mm-hmm. so it would take yeah. a lot there. um i'm curious to know what is one of the biggest heartaches you have ever caused a woman mm. caused a woman mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say cheating back in, what was it, 2011-ish, 2011-ish, going into 2012, I would definitely say that. That was one of the biggest things. And for me, I always had a safety net of validation from women. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in a relationship, it's supposed to be up and down. Like, you're going to have some highs and lows. Sometimes y'all going to be on good terms. Sometimes... You're not going to be attracted to each other. That's supposed to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But addicted to a rotation, we never have that issue. So then when you get into a relationship, if you're not ready for that, you're going to still go like what that guy, your guy did. He has his rotation lined up, mm-hmm. so he never gets told no from anything. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, whenever me and her would have issues, instead of communicating like an adult, having a hard conversation or just having patience, for whatever, again, she might be dealing with on a personal level, not ready to first like to come to me and tend to me or deal with me, I would instead go have a friendship with somebody that would evolve into more. It was never just sex, like, oh, I gotta go get some pussy. But it would definitely evolve into that because niggas got hard dicks. So mm-hmm. I would start off getting acquainted and now I'm talking to this person, not having a conversation over here. It becomes a wedge, got bigger, and I cheated. So that was the most, I think that was, I didn't realize how much it could hurt a person that truly loves you whenever you betray them in a way they never thought you would betray them. Like the, the way that that person goes, they're even looking at you 
Like you change from a person that loves them to a person that can hurt them at any moment going forward, like an attacker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's no more security there. There's no more protection there. Um, there's no more friendship there. That is like, man, that when that hit me like a ton of bricks. So that was definitely the worst. Do you think that it is very difficult, almost impossible for men not to cheat, even if they do love the woman that they're with? Because the more that I live life, I'm starting to be like, are, are there men that really don't cheat? It just doesn't seem like it. Um, to say that it's impossible would be to give guys a pass. Like, that's a fucking cop out. Uh, truth of the matter is, behavior can always be shaped, you know, always be shaped. So if you value that thing enough and you understand what it takes to be ready to protect that thing, yes, a man can not cheat. I think the problem that a lot of guys are making, and this is, I mean, I speak to this all the time. I've heard other people start speaking of it now, but we don't take a break from our singleness. We don't take a break from it. So we just run and run and run and, and then we get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. So think of sitting on the couch every day, eating ice cream, Ben and Jerry's, whatever you do, mm-hmm. and then trying to go and run a 26-mile marathon. If you don't take a break from sitting your ass on the couch and start training to get ready for that marathon, when you get in there, you're going to pull a hamstring. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're going to pull something. You're going to break something. You're going to burn out. Your chest will start hurting. You're probably going to get helicoptered out. It's not going to work if you don't prepare. Guys, a lot of times, don't prepare. Because we believe and we've always been taught that it's about the value of the woman to evoke the readiness for a relationship. You're supposed to inspire me to be husband material instead of us doing work on our damn selves to be husband material. So, yes, it absolutely is possible for guys to not cheat. I actually have friends that don't cheat. I don't cheat. You have to be beyond that. Mm -hmm. It sucks that so many times we have to do it wrong before we get it right. But that's the purpose for conversations like these, the ones that I try to have so that we can shorten that learning curve and stop making fucking excuses. So you don't think that you don't agree with John Gray when he said that his wife, uh, you know, rebirthed him. And he, you know, that was such a great experience for him, his wife rebirthing him. You don't think that's the work of a woman, a real strong woman? <laughs> um, I actually had a little bit to say about that whenever <laughs> he published that. First off, I, I mean, it's his personal experience. Uh-huh. He, you know, he had to go through that with his wife. She felt like he was worth going through it with him for or whatever. Cool. I have a problem with glorifying that as if that's the formula. Like, that's the way. That is the blueprint for how a man should become a man. I think we need to glorify more so guys who say, you know what? I'm not ready for a relationship, so I don't want your heart. Don't give it to me. I'm not trying to do things to make you, like, pull you in emotionally. I think we need to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that was his experience where his wife gave birth to him and caused you know, he caused her as much pain as she had with the other two kids and all that shit. That's his life. You know what I'm saying? Well, he don't make me shit, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that's the right thing in the right way, even though it's so familiar to so many men. And I feel like lately, especially because John Gray was growing as fuck. Yeah. Wait, say it again. What do you say? John Gray was growing as fuck. And then he's still cheating. He wasn't, he wasn't 18, 19 years old. John Gray was in his thirties. When his wife gave birth to him as a man. Like, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> I remember when that came out. I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Next. Let me keep scrolling. I don't like this. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, they try to glorify um, this struggle love thing. I don't like it. Um, it. I get, you know, if you if you marry someone and you have a rough patch, or you have several rough patches and y'all continue to work it out. That's fine. But I also don't think that it makes someone better because they continue to suffer throughout relationships or it makes you stronger because you have suffered a lot. And I wish people would stop 
trying to make that so cool. It's not cool. Mm -hmm. You're hurting somebody that you say that you love and you keep doing it. And then you want to say, but thanks for being there. That's not your punching bag, the person you're in a relationship with. That's the person you're supposed to embrace and love. I just had to say that. Go and preach then in your Howard University (laughs) red t-shirt. Go and preach. I just had to say that. I was getting really annoyed. Who was it? I think it was Trouble. And he posted a slideshow of all these people who we've heard publicly uh, about them getting cheated on and done wrong. And it's just like, are you for real? First of all, I hope nobody's taking relationship advice from him. (laughs) For real. But... You don't. It's like, it doesn't I, I, have to be that way. I don't have to hurt you to show you that I love you. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite. Right. It's not. It's, it's not to say that those women are not strong. Because mm-hmm. I, I saw the same thing you saw. Like, yes, they did display some level of strength. But praising them for that strength with the given context, I compare it to praising a slave for their work ethic. Mm. It's like, yeah, but in the process of praising that slave for their work ethic, you're also normalizing the abuse that they're enduring, mm-hmm. that they're using that work ethic to endure, therefore normalizing the abuser, which we cannot do any more of. So to your point, that shouldn't be the measurement of a woman's strength and value and character. Um, unfortunately, she has to misuse that strength in order to endure certain things like that. Mm-hmm. But that should not be the goal or what we look for as a woman whose wife material. Like, look, man, you can put her through hell and back, man. And she'll go one more trip for you, dog. She'll go one. Like, we have to stop that because if the tables will turn, if the shoe is on the other foot, We'll be ready to shoot something. Okay. Let's just be real. Yeah. Well, how, how many guys really gonna stay there, you know, knowing that girl out here sucking all kind of dick? How many guys really gonna hold it down and then have they homie on the back for holding it down whenever the woman is out here throwing that pussy from the east to the west? Mm-hmm. Who? I don't know none. I don't either. They can't even handle us having a sex show and just talking about it. I wanted to ask you about that. What do you think of uh, like shows like this? Like this is a calm one because you're here. We got company and everything. But we talk about <laughs> sex a lot, and we can be very right. explicit. What do you think about single women like us who are doing these shows? Do you think that um, a lot of men would not be comfortable with it, and would you be comfortable with it? Well, first off, everybody has their preference for discretion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, like okay, uh, Kim Kardashian is great for Kanye West. Probably not a Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. That don't mean Kim Kardashian is less valuable as of a woman than Michelle Obama. It's just different strokes for different folks. So with that being said, it's not about, you know, right or wrong. It's about finding somebody who's comfortable with your level of discretion. If it's just sex conversation, for me personally, and one, this is somebody's job, you know, and they're not, talking about all our business like oh my man's dick is such and such big or small and he didn't last this long he likes to do this and do that i'm like you know i got nieces and shit like come on now my mama follow me you got to chill with that shit me personally now but my standard ain't the goal so for me personally i'm cool with just dialogue from an objective standpoint mm-hmm. i'd rather not have personal business put out like that mm-hmm. yeah. i feel you um mm-hmm. so I'm curious to know, we asked you what was your greatest heartache that you caused a woman. What is one of the most romantic things you've done for a woman or your wife? Something Mm. that she was just blown away. Okay. So it was actually a couple of years ago, um, 2018, her birthday. And I planned all of this in like 72 hours. I don't know how, Mm -hmm. but I got her two closest friends. 
and I got them coordinated. One was going to be like my, my like go to, she's going to be like walkie talkie kind of thing because I was going to need her help. Mm-hmm. And I got them over to the house. I had a, what is it? What is those sprinters stretch sprinter van mm-hmm. for them. And I got this guy in Atlanta that makes wigs, whatever. So basically I got them all pampered up. And then, then the next stop was going to be for her to get her wigs done. And then matter of fact, I don't know what the podcast is to be able to see this. Um, they're still kind of up in the room. So y'all see those mannequins behind mm-hmm. me? So what I did was while she was out getting <laughs> pampered up with her friend, while she was getting her wigs made, I got these mannequins and I dressed them up with selections for what she could wear to dinner that night. Mm-hmm. And I put a little note on each mannequin that was trying to make their pitch. Choose me because I'm the sexy red dress. Choose me because I'm more classy than the red dress to my right, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So there was that, there was red bottoms, and I had a makeup artist come to the crib. She can get dogs to the max Mm -hmm. for dinner. And then after dinner, I had a nightcap with uh, a saxophonist named named Trey Daniels. He's lit as fuck. Mm -hmm. And and a personal chef come to the house just for our last little bites, appetizers, or whatever. So that was like the most all in I've gone. Um, And she was on cloud nine for like six months straight. (laughs) Did she cry? Oh, hell yeah. She (laughs) cried. She, she she ran out of tears. Like first it was like, you know, breakfast in bed. And I said, come outside. And I took the baby from her. I said, I got the baby. You and your girls go get pampered and all that stuff. Her friends jumped out with the champagne. We lit. So she going straight in her little slippers, pajamas. They're going to get go pam- pampered. Then she go get her custom wig units made. Then she come back and blah, 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 blah. The well, wig. I would have been like, I'm getting a wig, baby. <laughs> yeah. Got the wig. yeah, I went in. So I got to find something to top that. Yeah, because I'm like, you just set the bar kind of high. Oh, yeah, it was. It was but she deserved it. That's sweet. Um, so, you know, we get a lot of advice letters from our listeners. And people always mm-hmm. want to know, like, how do you set the tone to have a, a the relationship that you want? Like, I feel like a lot of the times we meet men and we think maybe we're all doing a great job. But, like, how do you set a tone for a good, healthy, positive relationship? Is there even an answer? I think, yeah, I think first off, it starts on a personal level. So are you talking about with another person, like setting the tone there? Yeah. Or are you mm-hmm. talking about strictly in your, okay, so with another person. Um, so first off, if you're coming from a healthy place, your intuition works. Like some people confuse intuition with trust issues. They don't trust nobody and think it's their intuition telling them this motherfucker is shysty. So first thing is your intuition should let you know who you're dealing with and if that person is even worth trying to have a relationship with. From there, you establish what is it like this person is looking for in a relationship. Some people have the wrong idea. Again, some guys think that a woman, one woman is supposed to match what they got from seven or eight different women. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they never bring out the best in that one woman that would trump 70 or 80 different women. So first thing is asking the right questions. What do you do for growth? Not what's your favorite color? Do you like long walks on the fucking beach? What do you do for growth? That'll let you know whether or not you're going to outgrow this particular guy in your life. Mm-hmm. Again, what, what does a relationship have to offer you? So you don't get to invest in yourself into this dude who's all about, well, I can do that myself. I, you know, I can beat my own dick. I don't need you to suck it. I can do this. I can do that. Because that's what a lot of women get into. Um, and I would say, thirdly, man, just holding them accountable and knowing that you can hold them accountable. You'll be surprised how many women don't feel comfortable holding a guy accountable because they feel replaceable. The guys made them feel replaceable or they honestly just feel like they can be replaced. So they're scared to hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would rather have someone than be alone. And even if that person isn't treating you right, they, they don't show you respect. You're unhappy. They would rather have that person and hold on to that person and say that they have a person than to 
maybe work on loving themselves some more. We do get a lot of advice letters about that. How to keep my man or they'll send a long email and it'll be all these horrible things that he did that you said were deal breakers. But it's like, what do I do? Well, you leave, girl. You said it was a deal breaker and he, he broke the deal. You got to leave. I don't know. I don't know why that happened so much. I don't know. Because again, that work, it starts in the singleness. That's what I'm like, you know, like think of like athletes. I come from an athletic background. Okay. Think about athletes. You ever seen like a team um, that didn't prepare, like each player didn't get in shape on their own, or at least each player individually wasn't good? Mm-hmm. Like I have. So first and foremost, the players have to get good. The players have to get in shape. LeBron can't come in with a beer belly and everything else and thinking he about to go lead the Lakers to any type of championship before they get in the game. Before the season starts, mm-hmm. when you meet the guy, the season starts. But you have to have some preseason training individually on your own in order to be ready for when the season starts. When the game, when you're in the game, that's just for adjustments. We're going to call this play and that play. That ain't the time to get in shape. So people that's not in shape, what you're talking about, mm-hmm. they don't want to go back to singleness. They never did the work to create so much value in their singleness. The next person that came in their life had to be above that. He had to add value in order to earn that spot continuously. Tell the girls sometimes it's fun to stay single. You'll learn a lot about yourself. Don't be afraid. It's not so bad. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it gets lonely, but yeah, sometimes it's fun. Don't don't be scared of that. Okay. Um, let's talk about sex a little bit. Okay. Um, sometimes people feel like they have to wait a certain amount of time to have sex. Mm-hmm. And it could possibly change the other person's perception of them. What do you think? And we're talking about grown-ass people. Okay. I think if you, it depends what you want. Like, if you, like, you're talking about people who want something serious, right? Mm-hmm. You want potential marriage, right? Or a long-term or relationship. Some people, don't, they get scared of marriage. I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about all And people. sometimes it's just like, why is it when we have sex? Why, why the nigga got to change? What happened? So, okay, so yes, like most guys, honestly, <laughs> like I'm trying to, okay, I'm trying to make it concise here, consolidate Most guys absolutely will kind of categorize you. That's what we all do, men and women. We try to quickly have an idea of who we're dealing with as quickly as possible. So if you got a guy and say, for instance, he's always checking his phone or he's always looking at every ass that goes by. You don't know if he's a cheater, but it's starting to look like it. Mm -hmm. So immediately you put that guard up. Um, So for guys like like we driven heavily by ego, we want respect. We, you know, we need all of that type of shit. So whenever we're dealing with a woman and it was easy for us, we didn't have to put it in work. We didn't have to prove ourselves in terms of our character. Mm -hmm. We translate that into what the next guy probably will have it just as easy. Mm-hmm. So now we don't, we won't feel so secure. Our ego doesn't feel so secure. So it's less of she got to be a hoe and more of I don't even want to invest in that risky situation because she was real quick to kind of give it up. And that would fuck me up. And if she's out here doing it and I don't know about it, that's going to make me look crazy to the guys, which again, ego, reputation. So it's possible to have a long-term relationship, even if y'all fuck on the first night, y'all get down really quickly. Absolutely. I don't think that's the rule. I think that's the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Do you have a coach that helps you come up with these answers? I mean, I'm just like, you're so precise and like on point with the answers. Well, shit, according to you, I talk too damn <laughs> no, much. I'm going there like, God damn, I need, to, I need to tighten the fuck up. She didn't say too much. She said a lot. I said a lot, but it's good. It's not, it's not like you're talking and you not talk about shit. Some people be talking and you'd be like, what are you? What are you? You'd <laughs> be having each point like bow, bow, boom, what's up? <laughs> do you always, I mean, thank you for the compliment. Do you always practice what you preach? Not always. Not always. And this, I know it sounds crazy. Like, you fucking hypocrite. But I wouldn't be human if I always practice what I preach. Like, I'm never going to preach ever doing any bu- bullshit, ever being neglectful, ever having your priorities out of order. Like, say, for instance, a nurse is never going to preach not getting enough sleep, but they work 16, 17 hour shifts trying to help everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a fitness trainer, or whatever, is never going to preach eating like shit. But I'm sure he has drinks. I'm sure he does this or whatever. Like, you have your up and your down. He got a pop uh, sandwich with extra pickles. You know, like every now and then, you don't preach that shit. Mm -hmm. So I'm always going to preach the right thing, but it's with the context of the fact that we're all fallible. Like we're all humans. We all make mistakes. As long as you fundamentally believe in that and you accept what consequences come from the times that you slip or you make the wrong decision or you fuck up. So sometimes your wife is like, you know what, Derek? Shut up. Did she ever send you your own videos? Like you said this to the people, but this is what you just did. No, nah, but if she did, I could appreciate it. Anybody's videos, I could appreciate. Like I'm, I'm not above reproach, even if it's my own videos. And mm-hmm. sometimes I have to check myself. Mm-hmm. Like you ever told somebody to be strong whenever you was breaking down inside? Every week. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now you need to t- like that's when you could take your own advice type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like we wouldn't be human. Any orator. Any leader, any preacher, any advisor, coach, etc., mm-hmm. that says, "Oh, I always one hundred percent of the time practice what I preach," like you, full of shit. Mm-hmm. In every area, you, full of shit. And now you're not relatable, and now you're not believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you on that. I I think I give really good advice. I never take it, <laughs> but never though. Like, well, okay, not that's never. Not never, but <laughs> maybe I'm exaggerating. Rarely, it's probably more accurate. Don't you love when you wake up in the morning, and if you're anything like me, you consistently check your bank account because you don't know how much money you have. (laughs) Not funny. Um, You guys, it's real hard times out here right now. Everyone needs every dime they can get and they need it quick. That's why we are so excited to tell you about Current. It's a mobile bank with a Visa debit card that gets you paid up to two days faster. So listen, if you normally get paid on a Friday, you can get paid on a Wednesday with Current. Isn't that exciting? Exciting. I love getting money when you least expect it. And Current gives you free overdrafts up to $100 with no hidden fees. Now, I don't advise that you overdraft all the time, but every now and again, look, you got to do what you got to do. And Current has your back. Current works just like any bank card because it is a real bank account. It's not a prepaid card. Another dope thing about Current is they instantly refund the holds that gas stations put on your card. Now, first of all, I didn't even know that gas stations put holds on our cards. Where's my money back? (laughs) Current also works with Apple Pay, Google Pay, Cash App, and Venmo. We all need that because look, when Bay wants to send you something on the side, you better have all of those quick little cash app. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So listen, I am going to download the Current app and you should too right now. Get your current black premium card. Oh, they got a black premium card. Y'all better go get you one. Go to current.com and enter the promo code cocktails. 
Um, okay, I have one more question for you before we move on to Indecisive Diane and getting to the advice and the cocktails. You talked right. about, um, I, I don't know if it was something I read online or something that I saw on Instagram, but in your book, oh, in your book, you talk about <laughs> Mr. Right. I need to know, who is Mr. Right? Where can we find him? And is that even realistic to be out here talking about a Mr. Right? Because I've done a lot of dating in my life. You just haven't found yeah. him. That yet. nigga gone. I think my Mr. Right died. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's a loaded question. <laughs> what does he look like? Uh, where is he at? And you think you're Mr. Right now? <laughs> so we kind of we kind of spoke to it, man. We we kind of spoke to it. Um, you know, when you're talking about Mr. Right, first off, it's Mr. Right for you. Mm-hmm. So once again, when I talk self love, I get it. That's become a buzzword. It's on every fucking Instagram meme and bio in the world right now. But when we're talking about self love, we're talking about the understanding, protection, and acceptance of ourselves. Mm-hmm. In daily habits that get us to the healthiest version of ourselves. The most important part of that is understanding yourself. Now, when I say understanding yourself, what makes you emotionally wide open? What do you need to be fulfilled? Like we got to start there mm-hmm. to even evaluate Mr. Right, because you might fuck around and be going after good guys. And Mr. Right for somebody else. And then you feel like he ain't shit or whatever mm. because, you know, you weren't right for him and you and he wasn't right for you. Y'all weren't compatible. So first and foremost, I'm not telling you to tell me this now, but understand what do you need in order to be fulfilled? Mm. What is your love language? What is the best way to communicate with you? What are your nonverbal cues that somebody else needs to pick up on in order to make you feel loved and fulfilled in a relationship? Because body language matters as well. Like, what are those things? Mm-hmm. Once you have that understood, then you can evaluate from that perspective, who's Mr. Right for, for you? Who has the right financial literacy? Mm-hmm. Who has the right priority on financial literacy? Or traveling? Mm-hmm. Or being open-minded? Or being traditional? This is, again, why I say it's a loaded-ass question. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go all the way I in, but you. the most important part is to understand you so you can evaluate him. I feel you. Okay, and on that note, we are going to move on. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What it's- do you want? What do you want? <laughs> All right, Diane, what you got for us today, girl? Ladies, let me tell you about this place called Five Church Atlanta. Have you heard of it? I haven't, but is it in Midtown? It's in Midtown. It's where the old shout used to be. All I know is somebody cheated on somebody. It ended up getting sold, and now it's Five Church Atlanta. Okay, girl, you're so nosy. You know everyone's business. Okay, so let me jump right into the menu. So what I love about this place is it might be a little bit pricey, but it's worth it. The theme is everything is kind of churchy, but in a funny way. So they have cocktails. They have one cocktail called the Holy Water. The Holy Water. Don't you just love it? It's literally, literally so tasty. Everything was just so fresh. It has four roses bourbon, sweet tea, lemon juice, blackberries, mints, and blue agave. That drink 
that cocktail, ladies, here at Cocktails. Okay, Diane. It was amazing. They also have a drink called Ginger's Have More Fun. I ordered that just because I loved the name of it. For our appetizer, we got a couple different appetizers because we was on a double date. So we got the, they had some marinara and mussels. And it was like freshly steamed mussels sitting on top of roasted tomatoes and a lemon zest garlicky sauce. They gave you grilled bread to dip it in the sauce. Oh my gosh. Oh my. Okay, Diane, what else did you have? For my main entree, I ended up getting, what was it called? It was some type of chicken, like a half chicken with herb crusts on the top of it. It was amazing. It came with some rice. It came with, uh, I added some smoked Gouda mac and cheese. It was a little eerie. It was different. And yeah, ladies, that was about it. So here's the address. 1197 Peachtree Street, Northeast Atlanta, Georgia, 30361. They open from 11 a.m. to 12 a.m. Check it out. It's very, very cute. So whether you want to go on a date, which I suggest you do, or if you go for brunch with your ladies, either way, try it out. Tell us how you like it. And until next time, bye, ladies. Bye, Diane. Okay, and now we're back from Indecisive Diane. So we still have Derek Jackson here with us, and he is going to help answer some of your uh, questions that you've emailed us. Remember, if you want to contact us um, and ask us anything, then you can email us at askcocktails, that's A-S-K-C-O-C-K-T-A-L-E-S at gmail.com. Do you have the first one pulled up? I do. And this one is short, so um, you can read one, then I'll read another one. Okay. So this girl says, hey, ladies, could you ask tonight's guest what his thoughts are on online online dating from a guy's perspective? What percentage of men does he think are seriously looking for a relationship on sites like Tinder or Bumble? From my experience, it feels like none of them. And even when I click hit it, even when I click or hit it off with a man, they soon reveal that they were just looking to have sex the whole time. Any advice on a good way to spot that early on and cut through that? Or is online dating really not the place to be looking for a serious guy? Thanks, guys. Love the show. Oh, man. Online dating is no different than the mall, Walmart, or wherever else you may meet somebody. It's only a meeting place. The only thing about online dating, because I've heard great success stories from online dating. So first and foremost, yes, there are people on there who are very serious. Do I know the percentage? No. Mm -hmm. But I know people personally. Matter of fact, the guy who I told you earlier whose wedding I was in, who was my friend at the time, like he met his wife online. They're still together to this day. So yes, it can happen. Um, but it's no different, again, than just another meeting spot. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything about a person. You can't assess somebody's character strictly online. Mm-hmm. You have an idea of what they're interested in. You have an idea of what, where you guys may have like some commonalities, some intersectionalities, but you don't know if you're creeped out by this person. You don't know what they do whenever they tie to your ass. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they do whenever you hurt their feelings or you've offended them. You don't know how much discretion or self-control they have when it comes to, again, other sexy women. You ain't brought them around your sexy friends. So with that being said, I think you should look at it no different, better or worse. Some people say online dating because we fill out these questions and he filled out the same questions as me. And now they're trying to bypass the getting to know you phase mm-hmm. because it's work. That's tough. It's not easy. Um, but don't try to shortcut this thing. Your heart is too important. So with online dating, treat it like you would anything else. You know nothing about them until y'all are dating in person. And that's when you can really catch somebody's true vibe. Derek, have you ever been on dating apps before you got married? Nah, never, never got into dating apps. Smart. It's a tough world. Out there. It is. <laughs> right, I'd be glad you found the love of your life. Is it? I, I think it facilitates, I think it almost encourages this, this like bulk choosing 
type of habit. And we're already bad as humans about indulging in shit mm-hmm. that gives any type of instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about a quick swipe here, you know, like you, like you don't have to rip. <laughs> right. You just sifting like you just real quick, just money counter, just sifting through. And I think it encourages that. You know, so people on there can almost get addicted to that. Yeah. It's easy to kind of go down that slippery slope. So that's the one beef if I had any type of beef. But again, at the, at the end of the day, you got to do the work of evaluating them in person. Yeah. Okay, next question. The subject line says, is quarantine bay ghosting me? Probably so. Um, okay, it says, I've been talking to this guy since quarantine started. I wrote to you guys about him and we are getting to know each other. He was adamant about meeting in the thick of lockdown, but girl, I live in New York City and I was trying and I wasn't trying to leave my house on one of the deadliest weeks and he refused to get on FaceTime with me. He wasn't taking any of the precautionary measures during COVID until his aunt passed. So I stayed away. We slowed down communicating for a week or so because he was in mourning. I've opened up to this man in ways I've never opened up to anyone. We've connected on such a deep level and I was slowly letting my walls down. So last Saturday, a nice day out, I decided to meet up with him at a park. I broke my social distancing, gave him a hug. We were laughing hard and we were so caught up in talking and walking. I didn't realize we left the park and were standing right in front of his building. (laughs) Okay. He asked if I was coming up to his apartment and I declined, but he also knew that I was on my way to run an errand. Since then, that's May 9th. He has, and she sent this today. Um, Since then, that's May 9th. He has yet to initiate a conversation with me. I messaged that night. He said he was happy to see me. A few days later, he sent me a pic of his gym equipment. He told me he ordered. I texted Friday a week later asking if he was okay. He said he was having a hard time because it's the birthday of the late brother. I sent my condolences, extended an olive branch to speak if he needed me. A day later, I checked in. I checked in to see if he was okay. Crickets. Should I take this as a sign that he's no longer interested in talking to me or he's just going through a very difficult time emotionally? I don't want to be inconsiderate, but at the same time, I don't want to wait around for a text from a guy who isn't interested in me. I like him a lot, but I can't have my feelings hurt the moment I learn how to open up again. I'm so content with moving on, but I want to know if it's too soon. He lives alone. I know that for a fact and doesn't have any kids. He is now an only child. So why did she tell us that? Okay. He is now an only child. So there aren't any siblings around him. I don't know what to do. Any advice, y'all? Is he ghosting me? Oh, my God. So that was a whole chapter (laughs) from some long-ass novel. And this Uh, is a shorter one from the chapters we get. <laughs> All right. So, long story short, is he into you or not? First off, I think it's tricky business trying mm-hmm. to start something serious in the thick of this quarantine thing. Like, this is a pandemic. No other generation has ever dealt with something like this, unprecedented. So, it's like hard to say what the rules are, but I think it does create a void for most people. A lot mm-hmm. of people are now, their whole schedule and routine is all messed up. So they're looking for somebody, some kind of instant gratification to type, kind of lean on, mm-hmm. uh, kind of resort to. I don't think that's healthy grounds for any relationship. Kind of difficult to say if you're single and you've seen attractive people, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to all of that shit that she said and all of these <laughs> different things that have went into it. Let me right. tell you something. When, when guys want something, they don't leave uh, much vagueness about it. They don't leave much of a gray area about it when guys really want something. So, again, we 
we talk about sex on this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you are alone with the guy, do you have to question whether or not he wants to fuck you? Rarely. Probably sometimes, but rarely. If he wanted to fuck you, you knew he wanted some ass. Like, there was no question whatsoever. Like, he's, he, he's all up in your space. He's trying to get closer. He's grabbing at his dick, hoping that you say something about it. He's making sure you know. He might just go ahead. If you ain't really catching the hint, he's going to go ahead and say, so what's up? You know what I'm saying? was good. Come on up. Let's do this. Let's do that. Whatever the case may be. Same thing goes for whenever a guy wants a relationship, wants to continue this with you, doesn't want to lose you, doesn't want to lose your interest, doesn't want you to feel insecure about your place in this life, so on and so forth. There's no mistaking it. So it's it's like that's completely different than if he's ready for a relationship Mm -hmm. or is he Mm -hmm. ready for whatever the next step is. But does he seriously want you? That should not be a question. Whether or not you want to move on should be where you're at and whether or not he's been worth the trouble of seeing where this can continue to go based on his actions. All of that other shit, what happened to his goldfish, his social security <laughs> number, all of that shit is not. Um, but is he worth it? I mean, his dad, uh, his brother died recently, girl. And he, he didn't ghost you because he responded to the messages. He just hasn't been trying to see. I feel like you're... you're Maybe he quarantine. just needs a minute. Yeah, I think he just... Relax. Let me, let me say this, though. There is, it's totally possible a yeah. man needs a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even when you need a minute, there's still a, a, a requirement or responsibility on your end to communicate mm-hmm. that. Like, you, you oh. cannot, and it doesn't sound like he just fell off the face of the earth, by yeah. the way. But you cannot go into this whole space of, I need to be away from you for a couple of days or not talk to you for a couple of days or I'm going to totally disrupt whatever it is that we had going on for my own personal reasons and not communicate that to the person who is invested into you emotionally. That's not fair. In fact, one could say it's kind of manipulative. That's, that's not right for a healthy relationship. In a relationship, you're, you may even get depressed. You may be going through all kinds of internal battles, fighting demons or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But whenever you accepted that person's heart, you also accepted the responsibility to protect it, no matter what was going on with you. But they're not now, even protect- in a relationship. Okay, I missed that Yeah, part. you missed that part. It was this a is lot. The thing. It was a lot. This is a dude she met somewhere. I don't remember. But oh, they still haven't gotten into a relationship. They're not in a relationship. They hung out one time. That's why I'm like, you're doing too much. And they hung oh. out 10 days ago, and she hasn't heard from him. And I'm like, girl, oh. relax. His brother died. You're not the person he's going to confide in. He don't oh, know you like sorry. that. Okay. Yeah. With that level of investment in just writing you the <laughs> shit, I'm thinking, surely they're in a relationship. So That's not, doing no, too much translate no. <laughs> from, from what she wrote, doing too much is translated probably over to her dating life, just being real. Uh, and like you said, she could pump her brakes a bit and understand where she's at on the priority list. And she's not hired than family members that he's losing and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Okay. Last oh, advice. <laughs> this one in the subject says time sensitive bays past she says hey ladies i'm a huge fan please keep me anonymous anyway i'm so sad (laughs) y'all backstory i'm 21 years old and i've been with my boyfriend for six years we're high school sweethearts he was one grade above me and i lost my virginity to him so fast forward six years later we're on the balcony reminiscing about high school when we first met all of that Mind you, we've never had a conversation about his sex life before me. All I knew was that he lost his virginity around 12 or 13. 
whatever, it doesn't matter. So come to find out he's had sex with a lot of my peers, girls who were in my face every day. I was never popular in school, but we had a lot of mutual friends. He was a football player new to the school and very attractive. He was fine, y'all. He had game. I won't deny that. But anyway, why am I so sad? I really thought so highly of this man. These girls were straight hoes in high school. Easy, fast, dirty, nasty. Well, damn. <laughs> I thought he had higher standards. I met him. I made him wait six months to hit it. Now I'm thinking to myself, if he liked an easy fuck, why pursue me? Am I wrong? Am I tripping? Is it normal to feel sad? I really sat at work the next day and cried at my desk. I'm an accountant for home builders. <laughs> okay, girls. Get it. When we were having this conversation, I was shocked and I made that be known. I said a few harsh things, but he just blew me off. He said he was young and living his best life. I realize we're young and years from now, this won't matter, but I can't shake this feeling. Do we need to have a conversation or is that pointless? I just want to feel better about the situation. I'll attach photos for reference. Let me see the picture. So now I'm so, to, to Clarissa. Who, who oh, I'm sorry. We ain't supposed to say her name. <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to say your name, Clarissa. My bad, Clarissa. I knew uh, it. How did I know it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clarissa. Man, look. <laughs> First off, it, it, it sounds like she's about to overthink herself out of a blessing. That's what it sounds I like. Um, <laughs> I, I, I get you can have some uneasiness about it, but if, if none of that has translated over into the relationship. If he's not still choosing on her friends, still fucking around, mm -hmm. still whatever, um, then I say she's putting too much priority, too much importance on something that she can't control, happened before her, and has absolutely no presence in the now. Mm -hmm. Unless she's still besties with one of these girls, she says she was never popular, sound like these girls. They were her peers, they weren't even her friends. Like, they, they, they probably didn't even fuck with her like that. Like, you know, and, and especially when you're talking about high school, Everybody was fucking each other. Yeah, like, I ain't saying everybody, but you know, there's gonna be a lot of common people, people you may know, type of Facebook type shit. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of that going we on. So no she's being, you know, she's been. Um, I think she's being a bit unrealistic. I think again, she's putting way too much emphasis on who this guy was and what happened before them, um, as opposed to what it means for right now. And that just takes some growing up. Mm -hmm. Like she's, like you said, she's young. She said 21 or something mm -hmm. like that. She's still very, very young. So I get it now. She's thinking back. Oh, I thought this and thought that. Okay, but what do you think about this man now? In the, what, that six part. years they've been together? Mm -hmm. He waited for her. Like, yeah, he didn't give a fuck about the hoes, which I don't really call them hoes because they were just doing them. But the hoes, the dirty girls that she judges and looks down on, mm -hmm. he said you were set apart. And he said that with his actions. He waited for you. And based on the message, he hasn't given you any reason to believe that he's out here doing whatever he used to do with those girls. Mm -hmm. What more do you want than to be set apart yeah. from other chicks that a guy used to deal with and have the best version of him while all they got was dick and bubble gum? What more do you want? Yeah, girl, don't mess it up. Sometimes as women, we can overthink and be like, I know crazy. that motherfucker's stress. He's probably I know like, dude over there like, what? He's going to end up breaking up with you just because you're being annoying. Yeah. It's like, you oh, got to chill. I was annoyed listening to it, honestly, Yeah, you got to chill, girl. You got to chill. Ain't tall, too. Do you know how hard it is to find a tall man? <laughs> he said she sat at her desk crying for a whole day. I know that nigga like, what the fuck is wrong? Imagine what's going on when they're around each other. You have got to relax. 
I don't know if it's the quarantine that's getting to you. I feel like, is that an old email or is recent? It's from May 2nd. It's not. It, it could be the quarantine. I don't know. But I feel like everybody's being really irrational these days and y'all have got to relax. But if you don't, well, Medina, maybe you'll find Mr. Wright. Well, okay, y'all. We are moving on to our favorite part of cocktails is the cocktails and Derek Jackson, I can't wait to hear your cocktail. I can't wait either. I'm just like, I'm ready. You, remember, you been thinking of your story? I hope you didn't think we forgot. So remember, oh, if you have a story that you want to share, that you can email it to us. Cocktails at ATL at gmail.com. That's C-O-C-K-T-A-L-E-S dot ATL at gmail.com. All right. So I guess this will be, I don't know if this fits in alignment with y'all cocktail stories, but I was 18 years old, met this young lady, dope as fuck, beautiful. It's my freshman year in college. Um, and she was a virgin. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. was like, you know, oh, I really like you. We liked each other. I want to lose my virginity to you. I said, she told, that. You? Like, she told me okay. that. So we're like, we're like three weeks in and that's like a long time without having any type of sexual activity for me at that time, 18 years old, freshman, ball player, all that. So yeah, you got them apps that look like a washboard. I seen it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I was in my prime. <laughs> so she's she was an RA, residence assistant, meaning she was the one that was like enforcing the rules in her dorm. We didn't have uh, co-ed dorms in college or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would have to sneak in. So we had this all whole plan, whole takers action plan for me to get up there, get into a room. She was gonna get off work, come in, and then we was gonna get it popping. Mm-hmm. So the night comes, I get in. I'm up in her room. She's getting ready to shut everything down so she can come on up. I'm waiting up there. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting very patiently. She comes up there. Now, me, 18 years old, it's like J. Cole said, like, we all nervous and shit. We acting like we've been doing this. I only had, like, two partners up until that point. I was nervous, too. So I saved up. Y'all know what I mean by saved up, right? No. Mm-hmm. What do you need? Some money? I didn't you got nut some flowers like a and a bottle? I didn't nut for, like, five, six days. That was a long time. So I'm, I'm built up and I'm ready to rock and roll. She comes up in. <laughs> No, listen, listen, because this, this is where doesn't it gets sound moved. like a good idea. Well, go ahead. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. So she comes up. She's finally off work. We have been planning this. It's a big deal because she's a virgin or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, "Hope, wait, not yet. I gotta go take a shower. I didn't get to shave. I didn't do this and that and the other." I'm like, "All right, cool." She's like, "And I got some special to wear for you." I was like, "All right, cool." Went to go take a shower. So I'm waiting. And I just look around. Her laptop screen is up. And it's like big booty girls or some shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is she watching porn? <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh. she was nervous. She trying to learn. So I go over to the computer and I'm like, man, what's she watching? Ain't around and brown. Who is that? That is, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so now I'm watching it. She's taking a long time in the shower because y'all like to shave and shit. And that takes a while. Yeah. So now at this point, I've been touching myself and I'm almost there. You ready? So I got two choices. I'm built up and I'm almost there. So I'm like, all right, I could either get one off and maybe get up for the second round by the time she get out. Because <laughs> if, I, if I get in right now, I know I'm not going to last like half a stroke. I might not before I even get to the pussy. So I just like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go and get it popping. It didn't take me long at all either. 
So I bust when I'm talking about it was a it was a, it was a murder scene. <laughs> bitch, I, I busted it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Next thing mm-hmm. I know, she was tapping to wake up. <gasps> you fell asleep. Then <laughs> <laughs> she pulls the. I'm waking up, and I'm like, you know, I got Wait. ugly wake up face and shit like that. And then she pulls back the covers because I'm in my t-shirt with nothing else on. I got my t-shirt on, nothing else. The most embarrassing look for a man is to have a t-shirt on and nothing else, like yeah. a little two-year-old baby. Like a little toddler. <laughs> <laughs> a little she pulls back, and there is uh, more on her sheets. There's a wet spot right there. And I look, and I'm finally coming to, and she is like oiled up, legs smooth, lingerie, sexy. It's like she did it big, man. And I just, and then she just was like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> she looked at the computer, looked at me, and I was like, nah, I, I can, I can, uh, I can still get, I can still get right. She kicked me the fuck out. And then probably like I would say like a month later, I was in the little parking lot just vibing with a girl, another girl, because she, that was it, that was the end of it. And I saw her sneaking another guy into that dorm. <laughs> Were you embarrassed? So, it fucked up my whole mood. Mid-talk with another girl, I, my whole vibe was fucked up. So I'm like, damn, he about to get that, that virgin pussy. I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here, bro. That's I don't understand. Dead. So you're not, you're not patient, obviously. Um, I mean, again, this is 18-year-old me. Okay. This is 18-year-old How me. And no, like, I'm 30. Okay. So... That was a little while ago. But yeah, I mean, shit, that, I, was, I was built up. I was ready. You know, this is a main event. You know how some people lose that virginity? It just happens. This wasn't like that. Y'all, she plan. had a plan. And you she, fucked yeah, it up. Yeah, she had waited for so long. She didn't, you know, fuck nobody in high school. So here we are in college. Like, oh, you know, this is going to be it. And yeah, I totally dropped the ball. I chose nothing to whatever was on her laptop in her bed over fucking her for the very first time. Wow, yeah. that was a great. That's how she's gonna break it down too. Like, can y'all believe this nigga? He was never <laughs> I, 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 I was getting ready to the show, and she's I like, know. "You know what, guys? I, that was that was me." Yeah, I might send her. I ain't talked to her in years, but I know her social media. I sent her the link and said, "Man, you remember this?" But it might sound like I'm hitting on her, so let me stop. That's oh, hilarious. Yeah. Gotta be careful. Do you have a cocktail pulled up? Do you have an OG cocktail, or should I read one? I, I found gonna, a short one. You found a short one? Go ahead and read it. I was trying to think if I wanted to tell my losing the virginity story. Oh. Or not. You go ahead. Okay. So we're going to read a quick cocktail so you can get a feeling of how the stories we get sent to our <laughs> So this okay. is from a man. He oh. said in the subject line, threesome fail. So straight to the story, ladies. So me and my girl was looking for another guy so she could fuck him in front of me. Then I joined later on or whatever. My girl's name is... Mia, not really. And mine is Rob, not really. And the extra guy's name was AJ, not really. So Mia's friends were all home for whatever break it was. We are all eating edibles and we drinking at a friend's house. Everyone leaves to get snacks and et cetera, except Mia, Rob, and AJ. So we ask AJ if he wants to see Mia's titties. She pulls him out. He's like in a state of shock. Mia tells him to come hold them and then tells him to suck on them. He proceeds to do so. Then Mia asks, would you like to get some strokes in? We're all downstairs on this big ass couch. I'm on one couch while she's on the other couch getting freaky in front of me. Dim the light setting. He is like, hell yeah. If Rob is cool with it, I say, oh yeah, whatever she wants. He starts taking his pants off and Rob grabs Mia's pants and slides them off and smacks her ass and makes her bend over on the couch. Now, 
I'm Rob. I'm hard as fuck waiting for her to get some new dick. Wow, this guy AJ can't get it up. He sucked on the titties and started playing with her pussy. I ask if I need to step out for a minute or or so. AJ says, yeah, please, for a minute. So I, Rob, leave out for a few minutes and still can't get, he still can't get the dick up. I come back because we don't have too much time before the friends get back. AJ's like, I don't know what's wrong, bro. So I say, fuck you. Do you mind if I fuck her in front of you? And I, and I do. And she loved that. AJ had to watch so she comes and I bust real quick. Oh, and then AJ asked if he could suck on her toes. Mia was like, not this time because she is not getting her toes sucked today because she didn't get no pedicure because it's quarantine. I was so disappointed and I'm not sure if she wants to do this again, but I do though. And my girl is bad as fuck and got a nice ass with some hips. Her toes ain't done, but she's still fine and she got a cute face. I can't get enough of her. And I know, I know that AJ likes what he sees. Love you whores. Suck a dick or something. Don't read this part, but here's my Instagram. <laughs> first of all, first of all, what? Uh, uh, thank you for listening to the show, but don't be You can't call us whores. You now. can't do that, bro. Oh, chill. You got so, us confused. He got a whole different type of mindset. <laughs> like, I don't even know what he meant by that whores thing. Like, he wants to see his woman he can't get enough of get fucked by somebody else they know. <laughs> Yeah, that motherfucker just weird. I ain't call him weird. Everybody, hey, different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Different strokes for different folks. That part. Mm-hmm. Well, is, is, is that your range? You're on the range for this one? For a woman I care about. Now, hypothetically, <laughs> let's say we just for fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I can see, because that's like live porn. You know, mm-hmm. that's like, I don't really care about this girl. No attachment emotionally or whatever. I don't mind seeing her get fucked in person. Am I, is that my number one thing? Not really. Cause I'm thinking about like, I don't want to see another nigga hard, you know, in real life, yeah. you know, porn, you got, you got angles to look at that nigga whole ass going to be <laughs> everywhere. So it's you like, that probably would fuck up my- Right. I've never done a threesome for that reason. Like I was like, I don't want to be that close to another nigga with a hard dick. Mm-hmm. Like it's just I can't see it. Um, but I'm not mad at him if that was the case. But you that you love that woman and you want to see her get fucked by another man? That's weird. Would it, would you <laughs> feel me. would you feel different if it was another woman instead of another man? Absolutely. Why? Yeah, absolutely. Why? No question about it whatsoever. <laughs> I guess it, it's like it's okay, all so space now, because yeah, now but, we yeah. have another woman. Uh-huh. The, another woman that is live. So now, I mean, I, I get a free pass to lust over another woman, not nigga ass cheeks, hairy balls and shit like that <laughs> flinging around, but more titties, more ass, you know? Mm-hmm. So because I'm you have some that. benefit in it, is what it boils down to. Right, right, yeah. So if they like, if <laughs> both like, of them like it. women, mm-hmm. then, then then everybody wins. I love your honesty. Then <laughs> everybody wins, that's funny. Well, Derek, um, it has been. Gr- do you have a cocktail or no? I do. So the- Why didn't y'all comment? Y'all just left me hanging by myself to comment what I thought on that. I mean, I truly th- with the cocktails, we just let them say they. We cocktails. just say the story. We don't really comment on it, but you did it. So that. It's no, I just had to say all of that shit that I had to you say. You didn't have to y'all say nothing. Say I, I mean, I think um, I'll say what I think about the cocktail, but this is not what the people send it in. So don't y'all get used to this. Don't send us your cocktails and ask him what we think of them. Okay, but I think, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, go ahead. And maybe y'all should order some stuff on Amazon so you can give her a pedicure. Um, I couldn't do it. I think one dick is enough. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm uh, telling you that's right a now. Lie. If you want to see me get fucked by another nigga, you better go find another bitch. It is not going down. It's not happening. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's too much work. And then you I'm tell me you about to get a turn too? No, 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 no. no. This is it. I, I I've never been into that, but some people are. Now, um, other situations different, but I've already talked about that. So okay, um, I'm not gonna tell a cocktail. I think. I'll save it. <laughs> save it for next week. Yeah, um, I'll save it. Derek, let every I mean, you have millions of followers, but still, <laughs> let everybody know where they can find you, what you have going on, where they can get the card game, everything. All right, cool. So you type in Derek Jackson, Jackson spelled J-A-X-N, anywhere I'm going to come up. Just like you said, you saw online, this, that, and the other. Guess what? I'll come up. Twitter, Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, though. So that's how you can find me. Um, websites are all over every caption, every bio where you can get my books. The card game, msmcardgame.com. M as in Mary, S as in Sam. msmcardgame.com if you want my relationship combo card games. There's actually one in stock now. A lot of them are back order. Oh, just have to ask. A lot of them sell really quickly, but there is like the main one, which is the dating debates deck and the sec- the grown and sexy expansion pack that is in stock and shipping right now. So you can go right now to msmcardgame.com. It'll be at your door within like three business days. I want it. I'm, I, we got to get that, Kiki. Um, Derek, thank you so now. much. I, we've been trying to get you for a minute and uh, we appreciate you. you. Yeah. I do want me to go back to the messages of me being like, hey, will you come on? And you just read them and, d- and didn't even pay no mind. He was like, oh, no. Oh, man. Don't do me like that. But he left me on red. I was oh. like, nigga. <laughs> I didn't even know I accepted it. If I'm quarantine three, my is when people uh, Quarantine provided a lot of opportunities for us podcasters. Mm-hmm. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. Speaking of opportunity, we would love it if when we create the ad that we're going to um, post about your episode, if you would please repost it, it would really just fill our hearts up with joy and followers and mm-hmm. maybe money. So okay. uh, we really appreciate that. I will send it to you in a DM. Okay. And thank you, bro, for coming on. You were a great thank guest. You, you got to listen to <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, thank y'all so much. It was my pleasure. Y'all have a good one. Okay, have a okay night. Night. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm sorry. But the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.